Welcome to Sevadeep and Navtej. Navtej is another one of my names. Little in-depth insight into this incredible book that we're always raving about, the Prosperity Bible, but we don't always go into depth about what it actually is. So the book's table of content has 19 books. For my investigation and awareness, there's actually 20 books in there. There's a little hidden gem in there that is not in the table of contents that I like to bring attention to. But what Sabadeep and I are going to do is go through 1 through 19 and just maybe ask questions to each other about it, but just a little bit of what that book did for you. And if it did nothing for you, you don't have to share anything about it, but... I'm sure you can make something up. Save a deep. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Glad and to be here. We're going to start with book number one, a little ditty from 1937, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm. Remember the gems? Oh, man. Do I remember? Yeah, this book, this book changed my life in a lot of ways. I actually read this book before I ever discovered the Prosperity Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a book that was introduced to me through some, uh, some leaders in a company I was working with mm -hmm. as one of the most famous, well-read books of all time. And uh, yeah, I mean, I learned a lot of things from this book, but there's one specific one that I really pulled out that I apply today and include in the Prosperity Operating System to some degree, and that's the power of the mastermind. Mm -hmm. In Think and Grow Rich, he talks about something called his invisible counsel. Mm. And uh, it's where Napoleon Hill learned the power of the collective mind, the universal mind we all have access to, and how we can actually tap in and connect with other sages of ages past mm -hmm. and connect with them in the mind and gain insights and gain clarity and learn wisdom and help us stay more on path and on direction for our life. And so this is something that Napoleon applied with great success, and it's something that I brought directly into the operating system. Uh, I, I call it the Prosperity Council, nice. um, but it's part number nine in the operating system, and it's where you actually apply this power to your life. You create an inner boardroom, an inner sanctuary, um, where you preside over your own Prosperity Council. And you select 12 members to be part of that council. And you can always have people come and go from that council as you see fit. But you pick those people based on your goals in life and your mission and your divine design and the plan that you're using to, to carry out your life. And you can invite them in to this space in your mind and connect with them and ask them for advice. And all of them are there by invite only. No one can come into that room unless you give them permission to. And they're there to serve you. And they're there to serve your greatest good. And you can ask questions from them. You can gain insights. They can take on a life of their own and get really play out the full version of who they are and who they were in the world. And these people can be alive. They can be they can be have transitioned on. Um, but it's a really powerful concept that I first learned from Napoleon Hill in this book, Thinking Grow Rich. Yeah, I have to just just resonate so hard with that one. I'd completely forgotten about that principle, um, the mastermind principle. I remember I still have a, a journal of uh, a scripted out like my council at that time which was a bunch of the leaders that that were in the company that that we were in and uh like the jokes and the banter that came out of that like it was it felt so real like they were there to help me there were special guests that usually wouldn't show it's like it was this whole scene that came out and going forward like i applied that to like certain areas of my life, like my acting career or business career, like that can overlap. And to have someone like that I consider like very 
grounded and, and a great businessman like Dwayne The Rock Johnson and someone that is an incredible creator like Manuel Miranda. Like I can still I still have those counsels and I don't even think about it that way anymore. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that reminder on that chapter. That is one of the most fun ones in there. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of the most powerful for sure. Yeah. Book number two, Acres of Diamonds by Russell H. Conwell. Mm. Yeah, Acres of Diamonds, it's one of the shorter books in there um, and one of the more simple books. Um, but the main message is really that we go exploring the world often for opportunities, um, but the real treasures are, lie within ourselves. So it's, he uses a really great allegory to help us come back to self. Um, so that book is just a, it's a simple one, it's a simple story, but that's the main, the main principle that I've taken from that book, is to always come back within myself. Don't look for the answers outside of myself, but come back within yeah early on that really helped me stop wanting stopping the wanting to be anywhere else i found that there's always gold in my backyard there's always diamonds in my backyard and it kept me excited you know to move to wherever i wanted to move to but also like it kept my awareness and vision out to what was here because we so often forget about what's literally right in front of us or underneath our feet or under our noses and there's so much gold to be mined in that, in the now, that because we live in a society that's like, you, you try to sell you things that you don't have yet, like mm-hmm. when you go on this trip, when you get that relationship, when you have the kids, like all this like out there, it's like, well, right here, right here is what's actually going to get the out there, the sometime, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An even shorter little uh, passage in the book is uh, a message to Garcia. What do you remember about this one? Yeah, this message, I think this book's only about five pages long. Um, I haven't read it in a while, but the main message really is just be a person that does things, that gets things done, that's independent. I think a lot of us, we're always looking for answers from somebody outside of us. We're assuming other people know more than us. So if we face some sort of uncertainties, we feel like we have to go get the answer. We have to go ask somebody else. And we're always in a place of disempowerment when we do that because we're putting our power outside of us, whether that's a person or thing or a place or a relationship or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That book really is is about being a person that is self-sufficient, that's Mm -hmm. autonomous, that when a task comes up or an objective comes up, you just, you do it. You get it done. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually three pages long. <laughs> um, next up, we have a classic, one of my favorites, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. For years, I've actually listened to that one along with Self-Reliance by uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson every single year at the on the 31st um, so that I bring in the, the new year with uh, the message of As a Man Thinketh. Hmm. Yeah, As a Man Thinketh is one that really changed my life in a lot of ways. Um, but there's one specific concept that I bring into the operating system, and that's the, to the, see the mind as a garden, the garden of the mind. Um, and he uses this beautiful analogy in the book to, to experience your mind that way. You know, you're always planting seeds with your thoughts. And when you continue to think a certain thought, it's like watering that thought, mm-hmm. basically. And that thought or blossoms, weed. or it can be a weed. So you, ask, you have to ask yourself, are you watering the seeds are you watering the weeds? <laughs> and, and so I, I, I really bring that into the operating system from this book, actually. It's where I first got that analogy, and I found it so powerful, is mm. to see the mind as a garden and to treat yourself as the master gardener of that garden. Mm. And the more you take on the idea of cultur- cultivating a prosperous garden, the more prosperous your life will be. Mm. Are you watering the seeds or are you watering the weeds? 
The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. Mm. Yeah, Florence Shin. Um, I love the analogy of life as a game. Um, and that's actually the second part of Prosperity OS is the game of life. And some of the content for that really came from this book. But she's, she's the first one that really turned me on to that idea. You know, she opens the book by saying, some people think life's a battle, but it's not. Life's mm. a game. And it really comes down to what analogy we each individually are using for life. Because mm -hmm. life, life is, you know, how we define life, life and how we fill in the blank in that statement. Life is what? determines how we filter life and how we treat life and how we engage with life. Some people think life's hard, life's unfair, life is all these things. Then you're going to get that. You're going to get the way you define that. Mm. Life as a game is a great introduction to a way to experience life through play, through joy. Mm. And so by taking on the idea that life's a game, you open up a lot of possibility for yourself, especially around fun and ease yeah. and flow in your life. I was about to say fun. Like games are fun. They're, they're fun. aggressive and competitive at times, but they're really freaking fun. And I like fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it allows me to tackle the hard stuff in a fun way, a playful way, um, because life is. Life is. Little Diddy called The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Mm. Yeah, mm. I love this book. This book um, is a special one. Um, you know, the main thing I take from this book is what he calls the way. The there's a certain way. And that's how he opens the book, which I think is the book that has the bonus book you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> is that uh, he opens the book by kind of showing you, listen, all the people that have the wealth and the riches you want... They're not really any different from you. They might have even grown up next door, side by side with people that are in complete poverty. It's not, it's not the environment that makes you rich or not. It's the certain way that you treat life, the way you are in life, the way you, you show up in life, um, the certain way that you carry that leads to prosperity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, we're getting into the part of the book, the Prosperity Bible, that I call the the vortex of, of magical AF. It's like my favorite books from The Game of Life to The Science of Getting Rich, which has a little bonus um, book, which I, you know, I'm not going to tell you what the bonus book is, but it's right in front of us. Mm. Um, so that when you get it, you can be delightfully surprised. The next book is Creative Mind and Success by Ernest Holmes. Yeah, Ernest. I love Ernest. I have a special connection to Ernest. Um, yeah, Ernest was a really profound guy. He created religious science back in the early 20th century. And uh, his focus was really around that we were connected to source and we create freely from that. And uh, his, his main objective at the end of his life was to start this church that still exists today, um, which really merged religion and science as one. Mm -hmm. um, and so I love his approach of bringing both spirituality and science together in his teachings. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say that's the main thing I take from Ernest is to bring that awareness into the way we create and then to create freely. He was a big believer in the spoken word and the mm -hmm. ability of the spoken word to declare treatments in his life and the lives of others. He did a lot of treating of others as a metaphysical doctor, as a metaphysician. Mm -hmm. And he would treat people through the spoken word and the power to help people with their thoughts and mm -hmm. the way they were creating their life on an active basis. Yeah. That book has uh, some principles on friendship and love that, like, I, I saw it, I picked it up, and continue to carry it throughout my daily life. 
And it says that love is the greatest business tool that God has ever granted us. Mm. If you want to, if you want to be a friend, you have to make a friend of the world. It's like along with uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith teaching, which he gave me permission to fall in love with every person that I've never met. And I was like, that's kind of extreme, but I, based on the Ernest Holmes teachings, it made so much sense. Like, okay. This love thing, it's kind of the deal. And not in that ooh, special, like, TV version of love. Like, it's this, this is, love has the potential to be the greatest um, force for good, to tear down the walls. Anyway, that's another topic in itself. Um, The next one is Prosperity by Charles Fillmore. Hmm. Yeah, prosperity, I mean, I love this word, obviously. Um... I made it the focal point of my work as well, and one of the reasons is because of this book. Um, There's a couple things about Fillmore's book that really touched me. Well, one is that Fillmore was a really profound guy himself, um, and he started the Unity Church with his wife, um, which is, Unity is now a network of churches around the world, and it started with with Fillmore back in the, I think it was the 1920s or 30s in in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love how he opens the book because he helps you realize the prosperity it's not the same for everyone. Prosperity is unique to each of us. It's something that we each must define for ourselves. And so he basically opens up the book with a definition from Webster's of what prosperity is. But his main point is it's up to each of us to figure that out. And mm-hmm. we have to each take the time to define prosperity. And most people haven't. Mm-hmm. I know I hadn't before I started reading some of this material. Mm-hmm. And since I have, of course. But we each must define that idea of prosperity for ourselves. And only then can we really start to focus on it and allow it to show up in our lives. Mm-hmm. In Tune with the Infinite by Ralph Waldo Trine. Mm. Yeah, so this is, we're getting toward what I call basically kind of the power eight of the book. Boom. The eight books. And so we've touched on, this is going to be the seventh of eight. And I actually think we should maybe even stop after the tenth book. Okay. Just because I think that this is like the meat of the book. And the Mm -hmm. other ones, it's not that they don't have value because they do, but there's so much meat in these top ten books, and specifically the eight I'm talking about, that I think that I'd rather have people focus on those ones because you can pick up all these books both I mean, get the prosperity yeah. bible for sure but you can even find them all individually as individual books and these eight uh books one think and grow rich and then as a man thinketh the game of life the science of getting rich creative mind and success prosperity uh and now these last two books we're about to talk about are really there's so much value there that you could change your entire life off studying these books uh so we're moving on to number nine in the in the in the prosperity bible called in tune with the infinite and i love this book because he helps you really focus on the idea that we're vibrational beings Mm -hmm. and that we're getting in tune we're like it's like we're tuning in to infinite source infinite potential just like we're dialing into a radio station on our radio so just like imagine yourself in your car turning the dial back in the day. I guess most Mm -hmm. people don't have dials in their car anymore, but you would turn the radio dial and Mm -hmm. it would move up these different frequencies, Mm -hmm. 103.2, 103.3, and you would just, you would tune into different stations Mm -hmm. and then you would hear and experience whatever was being broadcast on that station. So this book helped me start to phase into that idea for myself that really I'm vibrational And what I'm looking to do is tune in to the experiences that I want most. I'm not looking to get them. I'm looking to tune my own vibration. Mm -hmm. So tuning in with the infinite is tuning into the infinite potential all around us that we are directly connected to at all times. Mm. I love that idea. The Master Key System by Charles F. Hanel. Yeah, and the Master Key System, that's why I like 
I, I think we should kind of focus on this book as the last one. This book is the ultimate yeah. to me, the ultimate mastery. And yeah. I know there's others that are great. And I, I'm going to mention we can, we can talk about the yeah. other ones. But to me, really to me, this is the ultimate book. And this is a book that I actually am developing a mastery course on called Mastering the Master Key System mm. because he lays out for you how to, number one, make the shift from the outer world to the inner world. Mm -hmm. Make the shift to understanding that the outer world is intimately connected to the inner world and is a direct reflection back of the inner world that you're operating with. Mm -hmm. So what he does is he helps you make that shift within yourself, but then through a series of disciplines and practices that evolve one on top of the other, he helps you master your inner world so that you can experience the world that you really want. And it's a very confronting book for people because mm. at e each step of the way, he has you he has you immediately create a sacred space for yourself, kind of like an altar mm -hmm. or a meditative space where you're going to systematically learn to master your body and master your mind and master your thoughts and focus your energy. Mm -hmm. And you have to really dive in. He asks you not to move on to each section until you've done these practices mm -hmm. um, because of the true power for someone to not just read this book intellectually, but for them to actually ground themselves in mastery of what he's sharing is actually enough to revolutionize your whole life. I'd say it's probably the only book in here that I could I confidently say, if you were to read this book and master this book and apply this book, you literally would be at the control panel of your life more than the others. I, I feel like all these books really go through the spectrum of what is necessary to cover on the topic of, topic of prosperity from very practical to quantum physics to spirituality like it's all in here in its own way and when it comes to book 10 of 20 the master key system i think that the master key system is the most grounded and the most easy like i you said it's confronting for me i feel the opposite like i feel like it makes it so simple like even if an altar or a sacred space is is weird for somebody like if you're decided to read the first chapter and then the second chapter you're 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 in that you're like it, it makes it very easy it walks you through it it's not scary um it can be um and uh you know there's a few more authors in here that you may you may know of like pt barnum a little movie was made about him recently with uh, hugh jackman as pt barnum uh, the greatest showman uh, we have benjamin franklin in here and in addition to save the deeps meat of the book for me i would say that the secret of the ages is a very powerful one that has a lot of meat and juice to it uh it, it brings in uh definitions around uh old time fairy tales like aladdin's lamp and it makes it relevant to you and your mind the word genie can be interchanged with genie which is the genius within um, so that is one of my favorite ones as well. Um, and also Emmett Fox, also a great author in the spiritual metaphysical realm um, from back in the day. So, Save Deep, thank you so much for diving deep a little bit around uh, the Prosperity Bible. It is a pleasure. I don't think we've ever really done this. Um, so I hope that this brings some enlightenment to people around what the Prosperity Bible actually is. I am very grateful for you introducing this collection into my life and uh, for you doing your part to get this book and the contents within it to others. Um, I know something we've liked, 
we've enjoyed doing throughout the years is how many can we get out to people, you know? Yeah, so that being said, I'll say anyone listening to this right now as we wrap up here, get yourself a copy of this book. It's, you can buy it for $15 online, maybe $20 on Amazon, and it's totally worth it. I mean, regardless of whether you're a big reader or not, this is something that you want to have in your collection. It's, mm-hmm. Even if it just sat on your shelf for a few months or a year, having this book there absolutely grounds your awareness in the idea that you can experience all the prosperity that you want in your life. You may pick it up here and there, read a page or two, uh, but just do yourself a favor and get this book for your collection and, and commit to your prosperity today. Yeah, commit to your prosperity today. This this big book is like a giant amethyst or crystal quartz that you keep in your house, <laughs> even if you don't pick it up. Like it changes the energy of your room or wherever it's sitting. Like it, it has a vibration that is elevated just by being in the room. So commit to your prosperity today. Thanks again, Sevadeep. My name is Navtej Luminous, also known as Jonathan Navi. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye.